Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we're going to talk about common garlic, Allium sativum. And though there are many variations on varieties and so forth of common garlic, um, just kind of running down the alphabet, there's so many uh, different kinds. We're going to just focus on the species in general, and uh, because most of the time when people are buying garlic from the grocery store, for example, the produce aisle, it it doesn't say this is Asiatic garlic or or this is is German extra hearty garlic or this is Nutka rose garlic. I it's there it's just garlic, you know, and 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 uh, while the flavor may be pretty much the same between them. They do have different properties, you know, different levels of cold hardiness or, you know, soil pH preferences, different things like that. Maybe even different color flowers, different things like that. But uh, when it comes down to the food itself, you're you're not going to get um, a drastic difference between them that most people are ever going to notice. So anyway, we may talk about individual species of, uh, I'm sorry, different varieties of this species allium sativum but um but we won't worry about that today today we're just going to talk about the species in general garlic is cold hardy to from zones four to nine which means it can withstand temperatures to 30 degrees fahrenheit or negative sorry negative 30 degrees fahrenheit or negative 34 degrees celsius now some people do have struggle in those colder temperatures, um, partly because unlike many other bulbs, they don't always dig very deep, like the bulb itself isn't, you know, if you plant them by seed, for example, they're not necessarily going to be, you know, six inches down. They might be just below the surface. And sometimes they're even sticking out like a radish and it's and it's a very small bulb. And so in those cases, they could freeze. I recommend when you first plant them, if you say you're planting them by dividing uh, garlic from somebody else's crop, that you put it a little bit deeper than you think you need to. As they divide, they will work in the direction they want to go. But if you've got a core down there that, uh, that is a good solid clove in a good location and and it's well mulched and everything to protect it, it, it will expand and grow outward, you know, new, new cloves out from it. And you can continue to divide them and so forth, but uh, uh, allowed to their own devices, they may get a little close to the surface and those ones will freeze off and then others will dig down deeper and those will do even better. So it's, it's the kind of thing that adaptation by allowing them to grow and expand on their own can help with that process of finding out what works best as far as your cold temperatures or your hot temperatures, whatever. Okay, so the uh, garlic prefers a soil pH of 4.5 to 8.3, which is a very wide range, um, basically kind of, you know, dancing around the neutral area there, but uh, a wide range to draw from. Their watering needs are average, and they can recover from short periods of drought. 
Um, I wouldn't let them go too far without water because uh, they can dry up. They're not as quite as drought resistant as some kinds of onions and things, but they do fairly well in, in, in uh, drier areas so long as they get a good occasional watering. Their blooming season is from late summer to early fall. Their harvest season, it varies, but it's usually around summer. Some say early summer, some say late summer to early fall. Um, you really can harvest it any time. It's just a matter of, you know, when it's best or, you know, obviously if you're harvesting some but putting some back in the ground, midwinter might be a harsh time for that because the new, the ones that are going back in the ground have now had their their hole exposed to the cold and if snow is falling into place it may freeze up and then you know basically you know that the late summer and to early fall is a good a good guideline for you know harvesting now garlic's age to harvest is kind of interesting 16 to 30 weeks after planting that all comes down to depending on what time of year it is planted and and this is also assuming that it's planted by seed. Um, if if you are planting an actual bulb or you know I, just a clove, um, then 16 weeks should be plenty. But um, if you are planting from seed in the fall, you know then it's going to need that 30 weeks to to really build up and grow and so forth. Um, they are not usually planted by seed. You can plant them by seed. But bulb clump division is the most common way of growing them. That said, if you are interested in breeding them for, you know, to, to adapt to a climate or whatever, um, you'll also want to know their pollination uh, rules, which is simply that one garlic plant is sufficient to get seed. So having more and clones is all just fine. Now, if you can get a diversity of different ones for them to mix and so forth, you'll have greater genetic diversity to draw from. And the more genetic diversity you have in any population, the more likely they will be able to adapt. You know, take the, the positives of each parent and and take those into the next generation. And obviously the ones that have the negatives of the two um, parents, they just won't live long enough to uh, propagate again later. So anyway, their size at maturity is three feet if you include the flower, but 18 inches if you're just talking about the foliage. Their sun needs are full sun. They don't like shade. They want full sun. Their preferred habitat is a cool, you know, maybe 65 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, 18 to 26 degrees Celsius, sunny open field with regular but not excessive watering. That would probably be their preferred habitat. They grow at a growth rate of medium slow. Now for an herb, you know, if you were comparing them to an oak tree or something, they're obviously a rather fast grower, but, uh, but in terms of how fast some herbs grow they're really kind of a slower growing herb it's about takes about nine months to get to a mature size and again that's from seed so if you're starting with a clove it won't take that long 
Now, garlic's natural reproductive rate is also slow, and they mostly multiply bulbs, and that's their primary source of reproduction. Um, their propagation method, um, similarly, or the propagation method that's most common and easiest to do for getting more plants to plant elsewhere, is bulb clump division. So separating the cloves and replanting them elsewhere. The average lifespan, I can't seem to find a number of years for the lifespan of garlic. I just keep coming across, oh, they're a long-lived perennial. Uh, so whatever that means, I don't know. My guess is that because of this bulb clump division thing, they're constantly uh, reproducing themselves to the point that it's, it'd be really hard to tell what uh, one single bulb, original bulb, is because, you know, you put one bulb in and, you know, two years later you open it up and there's seven uh, cloves, you know, growing from that and you separate those out and you can't tell which one was the original. My guess is that it's it would be really hard to tell which one was the original, but it would eventually die off at some point, maybe five, seven, ten years, it would be my guess off the top of my head. But um, because they're constantly reproducing themselves, you would never know. And so my guess is that they will live pretty much indefinitely if allowed to do so. And these are in the plant family Amaryllidaceae, which is the Amaryllis family, which is the onion family as well. Okay, so garlics are not only a food source. Let's talk about some of their ecological uses, um, especially since we're talking... We're food foresters or backyard food gardener, I mean, uh, forest gardeners. Um, garlic is a root layer simply because it has those uh, bulbs underneath. The, what goes on above ground is kind of inconspicuous in some uh, varieties, in some ways. Most of the garlics I have seen grown in gardens is quite small and it looks like grass. It simply looks like grass. Some of the bigger ones look kind of like crabgrass, but, but growing straight up, so a little bit nicer looking than some crabgrasses, but, uh, but it looks like just kind of a wild grass. And uh, though it can occupy that, you know, herb layer, especially when it's in flower and so forth, the focus probably should be on that root layer, partly because um, you know, since the, it's kind of inconspicuous above ground, and yet you've got these clumping, you know, uh, uh, tubers growing under, sorry, not tubers, um, bulbs growing underneath the ground, they could make a good erosion prevention plant. So if you've got a sunny hillside, um, maybe even south facing where it's getting blasted with sun, and therefore a lot of things are struggling to grow, Garlic could be a very good thing for that. They love the hot sun. Uh, they don't want it too hot, obviously, and they they may get a little brown, uh, the leaves and so forth, in the summer if it gets too hot. But that's okay, because what's going on underneath is is still maintaining that structure, ground structure, and, and so forth. And so they could be very good for erosion control. Also, I mean, <laughs> this... I, I've told people if I was ever mandated to put a lawn in, I would probably have a garlic lawn. 
because it looks nice it looks like grass whatever and it's garlic for heaven's sake i mean i don't i can't imagine what i would do with you know a quarter acre of garlic lawn but <laughs> if it was ever mandated to have a lawn i'd probably mix some clover and garlic and and chives and maybe some elfin thyme or something to to uh, fill in the gaps but you know i want to grow food i don't want to grow a lawn anyway but these could look like a lawn if you have a thick enough patch um, and you maintain them as such and then of course let's not forget about the flower and the uh, wonderful pollinators that it's going to invite in uh, for any of you not familiar with the onion family the amaryllidaceae family which is um, sometimes just the allium group within that family uh, onions garlics things like that chives they will all have you know the stem with a nice cute fluff ball not fluff ball that, that makes it sound like a dandelion fluff but this um, uh, flowery uh, snowballish ball on top of the stick that's their style of of uh, flower and it's they're lovely uh, honestly i think that uh, that allowed to flower you know this whole, whole group of onions and garlics could be a great you know flower garden but uh, the point is they they invite a lot of of uh, pollinators which is good and as an additional um benefit of the garlic and onion family they tend to deter leaf-eating bugs so if you plant them around trees around things that you want to protect from leaf-eating bugs or even some boars worms things like that that can help deter if you were to line the base of the tree with garlic um, that that could be a very useful um, way of using garlic you know for its ecological purposes now as far as food is concerned we you could look up a million recipes on how to cook with garlic I, so i'm not even going to touch on that um but i will say that one thing that is often neglected about the garlic plant itself as far as food is concerned is that the greens can be eaten just as well as the cloves the bulbs so you can just go out and this little garlic lawn that you've got or garlic patch whatever you can just go snip off the top top as if trimming your grass and use that uh, for your garlic needs you'll find it to be a little bit milder and therefore you may need it in greater quantity if you're looking to uh, use it as a garlic substitute um, but because it's milder it also means that they're actually quite good for use as a milder garlic so if you're making a sandwich and you think a little garlic could go good in there go snip off some of that grass kind of trim it into your sandwich and you'll have this nice it's like throwing a little bit of garlic powder into your sandwich i i think it could be good cut up you know tight for popcorn other things where you're getting a little more direct you know because if you chop up a clove and throw it into popcorn you're going to be overwhelmed it, it'll be too much but the uh, garlic greens you can get away with a little bit more in that sense because they are a milder milder flavor but they do carry all the flavor of garlic and they are just as edible so are the flowers 
of the garlic. Now, once they go to seed and you have the chunky, hard, black seeds in there, I wouldn't recommend eating those. That would be a difficult experience because they are a very hard seed, almost like a popcorn kernel hard, but much smaller. Uh, and but, um, but the flowers and the stems and the leaves can all be eaten in the same way that you can eat garlic. Um, you, you'll just prepare it slightly different by chopping and you know uh, or cutting it up um, with scissors instead of with a knife or something like that you can use a knife but it, the string I wouldn't say stringiness but you know that grassy like texture makes it a little awkward to use a knife but scissors just super easy to, to chop it with so uh, let's just touch briefly on the fact that uh, garlic has many medicinal uses um, especially in folk medicine. Um, I will not give the details of that because I don't know many of those details except to say that they're often used for antibiotic, antifungal, and antiseptic uh, properties that they have. And again, quantities, preparation, I don't know. I will say that garlic has a, quite a few good health benefits. Uh, from everyday use as a food. Um, for example, it has the general effect of reducing glucose in the blood, which is good for diabetics or pre-diabetics. Um, it's good for reducing the risk of heart attack, or, you know, kind of accumulatively over time. They're, they're something that just have a general, kind of that antifungal, antibiotic properties of, you know, if you've got some bacteria that you ate in one food, let's just say, that was maybe in the fridge a little longer than it should have been. You should have thrown it away, but it's not quite gone fully bad yet. But then you eat something with some fresh garlic in it. It could actually wipe out the problem before it ever becomes a medical issue at all. But I will add on to that if you're looking to use it for these, you know, really good health uses. And certainly if you're using it medicinally, the uh, fresh garlic is far better than dried. When it's used fresh, it, those properties are at their peak and, and they will go downhill um, with the dried garlic um, considerably more than some other plants that hold their properties in dry form just fine. Um, so go with fresh if you can, um, if you're looking at it for health purposes. If it's for flavor and just, you know, eating and so forth and use it how you want. And I will give as a quick little caution side note, you know, some of the medicinal uses that you'll find out there, you, you can find, the, it runs the gamut of the kind of claims that you can find uh, medicinal uses of, and people will, will throw an entire garlic bulb in a blender and then down it with water or something like that. I would give as a warning, I don't recommend that. That's there is a toxic level of garlic that is, you know, it, it would take a bit to get the toxic level, but it doesn't take much garlic to get strong effects. So, you know, if you think of taking one little clove off of a garlic and try chewing it up and eating it, that would be, a, you know, an awful experience. <laughs> Let's face it, no matter how much you like garlic, that is harsh. And, and eating garlic at that kind of quantities in short periods of time 
it, it's just not recommended. You're going to have stomach problems. You're going to have have other issues. Um, let's not forget about the serious bad breath for the next three days that you would have from that. Um, I, I just don't recommend that without some medical advice. Um, but uh, so, so that's the only caution I have. Otherwise, if you're using it and preparing your food, soups and and sandwiches and and you know casseroles, whatever you use garlic for, um, you're gonna be fine. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.